0: I'm glad to be here this morning, and now that Carlos has left, you know, I feel better. I can say anything I want, derogatory about him, and he's not here to defend himself. But I'm staying in the same hotel with him, so I got no choice, man. You either, if you can't beat him, you got to join him, you know. Uh, So, but because the time is short in this service, let's, let's go right into the word of God, you know. I uh, I shared a word on Wednesday at Segadores de Vida, and my wife told me, I don't know why she told me, she says, You you ought to share that same word at Christmas church. And I said, It's easier for me. I don't have to pray that much, I don't have to read that much, study that much. I already got it down, man, to a science. So uh but but I'm I'm gonna share the same uh word with you. How many of you know that? Sometimes the things that happen to us cause us to stop in our tracks and we don't, we stop and stay there for a long time. Sometimes, you know, you find people, you know, the people of Israel spent 45 years in the desert going around in circles because they didn't have a clear word or clear direction from God. So, what you need to look for sometimes is you need to look for a clear direction from God. You need to hear from God. What the problem that we have is we have too many voices speaking to us. You know? Uh, churches don't get it yet that they have one prophet and one prophet only. That's their pastor. So we don't listen as clearly as we as, as uh we don't pay attention so detail to the pastor as we do to everybody else that's around us sometimes. So sometimes we listen more to somebody that comes as a guest, you know, and they say the same thing the pastor is saying. So I I want to tell you that the most important thing that you can do in this moment in your life with all this that has happened this year is to listen to what the Lord is saying to you. To, to, to seek God out and listen clearly and, and do as, exactly as he tells you to do. Never does God tell you, cease to serve me, wait for a couple of months to, to do this. No, God says every day get up. Every day get up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, if you get sick, it's not a time to stop. If you lose your job, it's not a time to you never can stop serving God. But we find all these excuses not to come to church, not to do this, not to do that, not to do the other thing. And God is wanting you to find an excuse why you should do them. You know. Now the people of Israel, though, right? They they were cap- captive in Babylonia for almost seventy years. Man, imagine they they were out of there territory. They had to learn how to speak another language. They had to learn another culture. They had to learn how to eat the food. They had to adapt. Christians have to learn how to adapt. We have to learn how to say this is a bad situation but I'm going to make the best of it. This is not the the most ideal moment in my life but I am going to adapt to this and I'm going to make the best I can out of this. So here these people are. They're out of their country. They're they're dying to get back. They know that the 70 years is almost up. So they they say, and, and Jeremiah writes them a letter, right, on behalf of God. And he tells them some things that probably shocked them because he tells them to do the opposite of what they were. They were starting, you know, when you're getting to the end of something, you you get, you lay you lay back you know. I learned something as an employer, right? I learned something in life. If somebody says I resign, I tell him you can leave today because he's no good to me no more. He's already out of out of there, man. His mind is somewhere else. His 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 uh his his enthusiasm, his commitment, everything is gone. So when somebody would come into my office and say, you know what, I resigned, Pastor. I said, good, man, you got two weeks, man. Clean out your desk, give in whatever you need to give in, and we'll we'll let you go from the church. And they said, well, you're kicking me out. No, I said, you kicked yourself out. You know, I didn't kick you out. You say you resigned, so you're no good no more here. You got to understand that, you know. Once you give up something, you're not into that anymore, you know. If, if you didn't come in and say you resigned, then I know you're here. I resigned from Sega Daughters one day, man. And I went in and told Pastor Rudy, I resigned. When do you want me to leave? And he said, you don't have to leave, bro. He said, stay until the end, you know, and I, I, so I could keep paying you. I said, let me leave and keep paying me anyway, man. <laughs> you know, if that's what you want to do, do it. I don't have to be here for you to pay me. It's my account, man. Just deposit every Friday. Direct deposit, baby. You know? And he told me, he said, but you're not working. I said, listen, man, I resigned. That means my head is somewhere else. You should tell me to leave. But because you want to pay me, I'll come in every day and watch videos on my computers, So you can pay me if that's what you want. You know? The idea is that we, we quit sometimes. In what we're doing, you know, and these people could have said in a few months, man, or, or a year, it's time. We're going to be out of here, man. We're going to go back to our land. You know, the heck with Babylonia, the heck with all these customs, the heck with everything. And then they get this shocking letter that God says to God sends them. And the, and the thing that shocked them the most is that it was totally the opposite of their mindset. God's word is always the opposite of your mindset. When you think you got this spiritual, really cool idea of what God wants from you and whatnot, God comes and shocks you. God says, you know, that's not what I want. This is what I want. And, and listen to what chapter 29 in Jeremiah says. Jimmy, you got to listen to this again. You listen to it on Wednesday. You're going to listen to it twice today. <laughs> Jimmy, the saying back there, shoot, i should probably known this. I'd stay home, man. I'd call in sick, man. (laughs) Look at that, I read his mind from over here. That's all I can see is his forehead. It said, now these, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, of the captivity and to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people. He was talking to everybody, the priests, the prophets, and to everybody. He wasn't just talking to the people. He was talking to everybody because none of the prophets were in tune. None of the priests were in tune. Nobody knew what was going on, but God wanted to say something specific. God wants to say something specific to you. This pandemic, this, all this that's going on, man, everybody's got all kind of ideas, man the elections everything let me tell you something god's got a whole different idea of all of this than you and i have you know and we we have to realize that in order to be able to listen to what god is saying he said all the people whom nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from jerusalem to babylon after that jechaniah the king and the queen mother and the and the come the Enoch's, and the princes of Judah and, and Jerusalem, and the craftsmen and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem by the hand of Elazar the son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah. The heck did they get all these names from? Why in the world couldn't they just say Pedro, Juan? man? You know? Latinos got cool names, you know. Pedro, Juan, Tito. Tomas, you know, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Chris, if you want to be real Latino, like Crima. <laughs> now, it says, this is what he said. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all the captivity whom I have caused to be carried away captive from Jerusalem unto Babylon. This is the four instructions he gave them. The first one he said, build homes and live in them. This is what he says. These people are ready to leave. He's saying buy houses, man, and live in them. You know what he's telling them? Keep living your life. Keep living your life. You're not going to die tomorrow. The world's not going to end tomorrow. And if it does, you'll be better off for it. But meanwhile, get up and keep living your life. Keep doing as you've been doing all your life. In other words, build houses and dwell in them. Don't stop living because things are going bad and because things are are not going the way you want. On the contrary, get up in the morning and say, today I'm planning the rest of my future. Today I'm planning the rest of my life. Today I'm living like tomorrow is going to be a long ways off, man. Dwell in them. Plant gardens, he says, and eat the fruit of them. That's the second thing he says. He says, plant gardens and eat the fruit. You know what he's saying? Stop. Stop. Don't stop being generous and giving and sowing and planting. Don't stop. Because you know what happens when things get tight? We stop giving. We stop sowing. We stop serving. We stop being involved. We right away start thinking of ourselves only. And we forget about the commitment that we have with God. Don't stop doing any of the things that you've been doing. Eat from the harvest that you get. From what you plant that means don't stop working don't stop preaching the gospel don't stop coming to church because that's that's the first thing people start doing you know this pandemic man nobody knew how to how to do live stuff man i didn't know how to do i hated to do something live every time somebody called and say you want to do a video carlos loves to do videos That guy called me every year. He committed me all the time. He said, hey, Negrito, man, they're having an anniversary over here. I said, I don't even know those people, man. I don't care if they're having 10 anniversaries. I ain't sending them nothing. But he always committed me to send a a video somewhere. Negrito, do a video because it's their anniversary, the the pastor and his wife. I said, I don't even know who they are. But I had to send them a video. I said, hey, whoever you are, happy anniversary, you know. And Carlos said, but man, that offends them. I said, it offends me that you commit me. <laughs> but right away, we, that's the first thing that we did. People, people said, I'm not going to church now, man. I'm going to stop giving. I'm going to stop serving God. You don't stop serving God. You don't stop giving, you know. Because if you really are a giver, you're going to find a way to give. It's like people tell me, man, I've been praying about sending you an offering. It's what the heck you got to pray about. Send it, man. (laughs) And they tell me, well, I'm trying to figure out how to send it. I said, where you live, I'll go for it. How much is it? Maybe it might be worth me traveling all the way down there and getting it. I remember a guy one time told me, I got $10,000 I want to give you. I said, where you live? He said, I live about 25 miles from you. I said, I'm at your door right now. (laughs) Open up the door and write the check out because I'm here. And he said, really, you're here? He ran to the door, man. I said, no, but I'm on my way. I might as well be there. Do not move. Do not go anywhere. I don't want to hunt you down. So, but, but people say, you know, they always... Tell me these things, you know, about you don't stop doing anything, man. You continue to do what you do. You continue to live. You know, you get sick and the doctor tells you you're sick, you got to get this treatment. You don't stop living. You keep living. And your hope is that the sickness is going to go away, that God is going to heal you, that God is going to touch you. You know, I, I, I see people that are real sick, man, and, and, and I tell them, what are you thinking, man? They say, I'm thinking that the only one that can heal me is God. They got the right idea, man. So God tells these people, listen, build houses and live in them. Put your seed in the ground and live from what you put in the ground. In other words, eat the fruit thereof. And then he tells them something that's pretty pretty cool, man. He says, take wives. If you don't got a wife, find your one. If you got one, stick to the one you got, man. Right. Don't mess around, man. Even even if it's not working out for you, stick to that. Hold on to her, man. Right? Don't kill her yet. It says, take wives and have children. They don't gotta tell Latinos that. <laughs> Latinos are thinking pregnant all the time. There's men that just look at their wife. She's way over there, he's over here. And the wife goes, Poop. <laughs> She's pregnant already, man. And he just looked at her. Right? So Latinos have a lot of kids, man. See a guy open up one of those vans, man? And Chris today opened up his his Jeep and they started piling out like a circus, man. Ta-da da 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 da. And finally Gavi came out. Exhausted. <laughs> but man, you know the the, the He says, it's time to plan your future. Don't give up on your future. Don't give up on the plans you had. Don't give up on the dreams that you have. This is a time to stand up and say, God, I don't know how. I can't understand it, but I do know that you're going to fulfill your promises to me. I do know that every word that you have spoken to me is going to come true. I do know, God, that my future is in your hands, and I'm walking forward. I'm going for everything That you have for me. My children have their future. We have our future. You know, somebody told me uh, I was I was in a Costco, I think I was going there when senior citizens go to buy. You know, so I was there with Contolo Viejito in the morning, man. I had my card, my mask on, and one one lady told me she said, "How old are you?" I said, "Old enough to be on this line." And she said, what does that mean? That means to mind your business. Leave me alone. I'm already going through a pandemic. Don't put me through anything else because I'm, I'm unstable right now. And she started laughing and she said, but you don't look like you're a senior citizen. I said, you do. So get in front of me. You know, and, and everybody was laughing on the line, you know. And then she said, I need to see your, your, your ID. And when she saw my ID, she said, oh, my God, you're 15 years older than me. And I said, that's right, man. So get to the back of the line now. (laughs) I go here. I need toilet paper, man. (laughs) Uh, I need wipes. (laughs) Have children, man. You know, people, people don't want to have children because they don't, they're looking at the future. The future looks grim. Let me tell you something, man. Your, your children's future is in God's hands, not in your hands. The, your, your children's future, your family's future is in God's hands. It's not in your hands. There ain't nothing you could do. If tomorrow a tornado came through here and moved this building to another place, there's nothing Chris can do about it but go try to find the building wherever it's at. Right? Call the insurance company and hope they pay for it. That's all. So you you get up in the morning you say, I'm building me a house. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to dwell in it. I am going to plant. I'm going to put my seed in the ground because I'm going to have a harvest. doesn't matter what's going on around me. I am trusting God that the future is in his hands. And then he says, Marry your children, too, so you can have grandchildren. My friend didn't have no grandchildren. And he was always sad, man, because his kids wouldn't get married. His kids were like 25 years old, 26, 28. And he told me one day, he said, man, I got no grandkids. I said, don't worry about it. Come Christmas time, you're going to thank God. Because them suckers don't ask their mother and father for nothing they come to grandpa's house. They, want, they think grandpa got a lot of money. I tell them, I'm not your grandfather. That's another grandfather you have. Your, your, do- your mother had another father. It's not my daughter. And they say, really, grandpa? They go say, grandpa told me you, you're not his daughter. You know, I say, don't believe grandpa. He's just stingy. <laughs> grandpa's smart, man. He's been around a while right? So you have to realize that he says, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, and multiply ye there, and be not diminished. You know what we lose when we go through these things like this pandemic? We lose our enthusiasm to live. We lose our enthusiasm to raise our hands and say, God, you're a good God. I love you, Lord. Even though it looks so dim, I still lift my hands to you. And I say, my hope is in you. My trust is in you. So we, we, we go through all these things and, and we, lose, we lose that enthusiasm. We lose the momentum and we slow down. And when you slow down, you stop. You come to a stop. There is no stop signs in this kingdom. It's all you go forward and you listen to God and you look. If you miss the exit, you get back on the freeway and you go to where you're supposed to go. Why? Because God is leading you to a better place. And then he says something that's pretty unique. He says, seek the peace for the place where you are. The place that you thought was the worst place that you could be in, seek the peace for that place. And you know, we're not good to bless those things that we think are against us. No, that's why the Bible said, bless your enemies. You know, speak, don't speak ill of them. Get up in the morning, present them to God and bless them. You know how, you know, I learned one thing in the kingdom. If you pray for somebody long enough, you'll eventually love them. <laughs> if you give them money, you'll love them more because now they got your money, right? You know? you know how I found out I could shut people up when they talk bad about me? I go bless them with some money. I say, here, man, I thought you and your wife could go out to eat, man. They said, really? I said, really, man. <laughs> and they don't know how to act because they're talking bad about you. And all of a sudden, you prove them wrong. You know? I remember one time there was a guy in church, man, he got up, he said, man, I need a refrigerator, and I'm praying for a refrigerator. If somebody's got a cheap one, man, you're praying for one. Don't ask for a cheap one. Ask for a new one. I mean, what kind of brain do you have? Say, God, you got any junk hanging around? I'd like a junky refrigerator that needs to be repaired, that don't work, that the light blinks on and off that the milk turns into cheese over the few days. Why, why are you asking for that? So that day, that guy, that guy used to roast me, man. He hated my guts, man. And I, I said, God, I was praying for him. And I said, God, this is my opportunity to put burning coals on his head, man. I believe that scripture, man. So I went, I went to Lowe's. I bought him a double door refrigerator with a, with a with a thing, and I paid for it. And I sent it to his house. He came to my office, man, crying like a little. Wanted to kneel down and ask for forgiveness. I said, "Get up, go thee your way and sin no more." <laughs> you evil sinner, you! <laughs> but the whole idea was that I won his heart, man. You you wanna you you. You you want to love somebody that doesn't love you, pray for them every month. Get up at 5 in the morning. He's the first one you pray for. She's the first one you pray for. And before you know it, you will start to love them and be concerned about them. You will start to say, God, please bless this person. I'm tired of getting up at 5 in the morning. And if you really don't like them, give them something that costs you something. Jesus didn't hate the world. You know what he did? He gave his life. (laughs) And we... I like you, I like you, I don't like you. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just saying, you know, it's just an example. Tranquilo, don't take it, don't be so sensitive, papa. That guy is going to cry right now, man. (laughs) And his wife is laughing. In other words, pray for the place that has given you the most pain. is contrary, contrary to the way we think. He said, take that place and pray for the peace of Babylon. They should have been praying that God would rain down fire and brimstone that a lightning will come and just make a big hole after they left he said pray for the peace of this place you know what it, You know what God's trying to do through this hole God's trying to change the heart of the church he's trying to change the heart of the person that sits there we're so egocentric we're so selfish we always want the blessing of God for us We always want God to bless me. God, give me. God, do for me. And God is saying, don't pray for yourself. Pray for the blessing and the peace of this place that has been so evil to you and has caused you so much pain and so much strife. My friend is a missionary in Nepal. Been a missionary there for 19 years. Never won one soul to the Lord. (laughs) Never have one person... That he prayed for to receive Christ. So he got frustrated, packed up, told his kids, We're leaving, man. And his oldest son came in the room when he was packing up and said, Dad, why are we leaving, man? He said, Because nobody's getting saved. And because, you know, I'm frustrated. He said, Did God send us here for somebody to get saved? And his father looked at him kind of frustrated, started to tell him, shut up, man. We're leaving, you know. But his father said, why? He said, because I remember you telling me that we were coming here, you know, while he, he was there, he was born in China, you know. He said, I remember God telling me, God, you telling me that God sent you here to preach the gospel. It was never depending if somebody got saved or not. It was depending on the order that God gave you. So if we leave, we don't fulfill the commitment. And the son told him, the father told him, Man, me la pone dura, you know. <laughs> you know, the father said, Man, you 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 messed up today, you know. And he said, If we leave, we leave our commitment. So they went to Hong Kong because they had to fix their visa and whatnot. And while they were in Hong Kong, God spoke to the father. And God told the father, you turn around and you go back. Your son was trying to, I was trying to speak to you through your son. Three prophets had already come and told him because the Lord says that, you know, he's got greater things for you somewhere else and whatnot. That guy believed everything they told him. And his The prophet he had in his house, he never listened to. So he went back to Nepal. Now they got 19 members in their church. One for every year that he was in Nepal. And God told him, I never sent you here to build a church. I sent you here to preach the gospel. So continue to do what I told you to do and stop depending on what happens to do it. Because when you got here, you didn't have nobody on on your side. Just had me, your family, and your wife. So get up, preach the gospel, leave the rest to me. If you never win nobody to the Lord again, continue what what you're doing. So they started praying for Nepal in a different way. They started praying for the church of Christ there. He says there's not too many Christians there. But winning 19 people in Nepal is like winning 19,000 in Miami. <laughs> right? It's one of those, you know, it's relative. <laughs> so I say to you, you ask God to bless you where you're at, you ask God's blessing. Listen, man, every place has its glitches. Every pastor is imperfect. Every preacher that comes is imperfect. man. <laughs> if I was here all the time, I was one of the pastors here, some of you probably would hate me. But because I come once in a while, you say, Oh, Pastor Joe, how are you, man? You're a blessing. Oh, and, and they laugh like her, you know. I saw her outside. She said, Ah! And I said, what, man? Who's she laughing at, Carlos? But, so you all love me. y'all. You I, I go out there, man. Everybody greets me, man. It's a blessing having you and whatnot. But if I was here 24-7, some of you would go by me and growl. I don't like that guy, man. You don't have to like me. You have to like the place where God has placed you. You have to like the place where. You don't even have to like Chris. There's sometimes I don't like him. man. You don't have to like him. He doesn't, he doesn't live by you liking him. He lives by the love of God. His wife got to like him because she got to sleep with him. Right? She's got to like the Dominicano, you know. She's got a, like, Robert Redford. <laughs> oh, anyway, Robert Redford wannabe, man. <laughs> but we, we get caught up in this, you know, and we forget one thing. We forget to get up in the morning and say, God, I bless Noma Church. I bless my pastors. I know they're not perfect, you know, but I bless them because by you blessing this place and by you blessing your leadership, you know what you're doing? You're making this a better place. You're making this a place that is desirable. You're making this a place that when somebody comes in, you get excited at the fact that they're here and they're joining. You get excited at what God is doing in the church and what God is about to do in the church. But by you not blessing this place, you grow further and further away from it. Show me a man that doesn't pray for his wife, and I'll show you a man. That's getting further away from his wife. I don't care how much sex he's having. I don't care how intimate he is with his wife. If he doesn't pray for her, he doesn't have a, a spiritual connection. And because he doesn't have a spiritual connection, he draws away from her and away from her and away from her to the moment where he's so far from her because he's also far from God. You pray for this place. You walk through that door, you say, God, bless the place where I worship God. No, you start worshiping God, you say, bless this place, God. Someday it'll be full in the Spanish and English service. Someday we will see people here that we never thought would be here. Someday our children and our children's children. God, I pray in the name, you bless this place. And you make this place better and you make yourself better, and you love this place more because you pray for it. And never say, over there they do this, because you're not over there, you're here. And your responsibility and your mandate from God is to pray for this place. I spent 15 years in a church that I hated. Every minute I was there, I hated it. But you know how I got through that? I would pray every day for that church. I would say, God bless. I don't want to say the name of the church. Say. <laughs> well, none of you would know. Bless Centro Vida, you know. And man, God gave me a burden for that place. God, I would invite everybody to that place. My travel agent, who I used to buy... A year, man, maybe $100,000 worth of tickets, 150000 That travel agent, I told her one day, I said, if you don't bring all your staff to the breakfast on Saturday morning, I'm going to pay for it. But if you don't bring them, I'm never going to buy another ticket here. And she told me, really, man? I said, yes. And that day, my travel agent got saved. And that day, my travel agent, all her staff got saved. And that day she came up to me and she hugged me. She said, this is the best gift you've ever given me. And she said, I'm going to stay here in this church. And I wanted to tell her, no, go to another church. She's still there, man. Right? Pray for the peace of the city where you're at. Pray God put you in this place. Pray for this place. Build your life in this place. And never, never stop going forward. Never stop going forward. It don't matter if you come in there and you're mad and you're frustrated. You're mad at a pastor. You're mad at another leader. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. What matters is what God says to you. You know, Christians are such babies, man, and such crybabies are man, you know. I can't believe it, man. You know. Sometimes I hear Chris, I say, man, shut up. You're discouraging the heck out of me. And they tell me, but, but I was wanting uh, some counsel. I said, I am giving you counsel. I'm counseling you to shut your mouth, dry your tears, suck it up, man. Be a man about it. Be a woman about it. Stand up and say, you know what? God brought me to this place. And in this place, I'm going to build my house. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to plant. I'm going to sow. And I'm going to reap a harvest here. And in this place, my children are going to prosper too. Instead of crying all the time, man, I got a lot of stuff I could cry about too, man. I can cry about the house I live in. Cry about the wife I live with. She don't treat me right all the time. I can say anything I want today because she's not here. But you know what? At the end of the day, I say, God, bless this woman that's next to me. She snores like a bear. She scares me, but bless her, you know. Then I look at her and I say, please bless her, Lord. She wakes up in the morning and she says, do you want some breakfast? And I say, Of course, man. And she said, What do you want? She makes me breakfast. She could be sick as a dog, man. <laughs> she could just be sick. And she'll get up and say, this papito. And I say, You don't have to, man. She said, I want to. And I say, You brought me here, God. Bless me here. Bless the place where I am and you know what that puts you that puts you in a person that's in motion going forward in motion doing what God told him to do in you never lose a step the moment you stand still you're going backwards man you're going backwards and you're getting further away from what God wants you to do everybody told me you're going to continue to travel past I said if it's open, I'm going. If it's closed, I'm staying home. It don't matter, you know. Right? I got to go to Columbia next week, man. Somebody said you going to Columbia? I said, if it's open, I'll be there. If not, I'll stay home. They don't need me. It ain't like Columbia is going to fall apart because I don't go preach. Well, how about all the years I never preached there, you know. And my buddy told me, you got to come. I said, no, I don't have to do nothing. man. I'm going to do what's before me to do Chris told me why don't you come preach I said you open he said yeah I got here man they made me take my clothes off put me in a closet man scrutinized me put, put, this, put all kinds of gadgets on me and whatnot man I said to myself I said yo man take Carlos's clothes off too just because he's black you don't want to see him without no clothes I said take his clothes off too Hey, that I went out there, man. I said, somebody came and gave me a mask. Hey, here, put this mask on. I said, I got my own. I got my Obamacare mask right here. But I took the mask anyway, man, because they're expensive in the store, you know. And for the second service, I'm going to hustle another one, man. <laughs> hey, I love you guys, man. Cheer up, man. God's not done with us yet. And this is not coming to an end. Don't matter who's in the White House. Everybody's worried about who's in the White House. We've had bad presidents before. We've had worse presidents than these before. Man, that's happened, man. We got a God that's all-powerful and almighty that has promised to take care of you. So cheer up, man. A, if I was president, you'd need to be worried, you know. Right? the first thing I'd do is I'd make Netflix free (laughs) and prime video, man, right? But no, God is on the throne, and me and you, all we got to do is get up every day and serve the living God. The rest, got to take care of it, got to take care. Look at all all our countries that survived, all them politicians, Right? Think about some of your countries, man. How ruthless and how corrupt and how uh, descarado son, you know. And yet they've survived. Why do you think they survived? Because it doesn't matter. The kingdom of God is violent and only the violent snatch it up. In other words, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God no matter what. And even the president of a country at the end of the day, has to recognize, man, God will cut my water. He'll cut my gas. He'll cut my lights. God will put me in the ground if I don't behave. So we trust in God. And this time, you come to church. You serve God. You live for God. You do fulfill your dreams. Don't worry about what everybody's saying. Don't worry what CNN or Fox News is saying. Don't worry. I listen to Fox News and CNN every day. I I need some enjoyment in my life. I need some entertainment, you know. And I listen to it and I tell my wife, shoot, I could be a political commentator, man. I know more about politics than them dudes do, man. Right? I told him, I said, Trump would be in the White House today if he listened to me. But he's not listening to me. I'd have put him back in the White House, man. I'd have just told him, shut up, don't say nothing, just stand there in the debate. And he'd have won. He would have won because Biden wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't want to get you Trump trumpeteers and you Biden ears upset, man. So, just relax, man. Back up, man. Don't, 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 don't beat me up outside, man. I want to pray for you real quick. And you know what? Be encouraged, man. God is on the throne. God's message to you is: get up and go forward. Man. Get up and fulfill your dreams and your plans, because I've taken you to a place where you're going to bear fruit man, and you're going to do okay. Man. You believe that? All, all the joking aside, you got to believe that with all your heart, man. Got to believe that your kids have a future. Got to believe your church has a future. Your city has a future. Your country has a future. I told the people the other night one thing. I went to hear a Chinese woman, a little old woman that had been imprisoned in, in China for, matter of fact, she was in prison with Watchman Knee, right? So she said, I got a word from God for everybody here. How many want this word? Everybody's raised their hand. They lined up, man. She would whisper in their ears, man. And and people would start crying and raise their hand up. And I said, shoot, I'm getting on that line. I don't know what she's telling them, but it works, man. I want my word too, man, because I thought she was giving everybody a different word. She told everybody on that line for three and a half hours the same thing. So when I got up there, man, I was excited, man. I opened up my ear wide. She told me in a soft voice, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. That was everything she told me. Man, it crushed my heart, man. I lift my hands. I said, God, I needed this word. I understood then what she was saying. She was saying, I spent 20-something years in a prison in a concentration camp. And the only word that I got every day when I woke up was I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. The church needs to wake up and say we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. There is nothing impossible for you. Nothing impossible for me. We have to stand up and say there's nothing I can't do because God is giving me the strength. Stand up to your feet, man. No me asusten, okay? Que tu me estás asustando, brother. Like. Oh, yeah. How come you guys got Marcos Brunet here? How come you guys got Marcos Brunet here for free today? <laughs> Tell me you don't they look like him? When I came here, I said, shoot, Marcos Brunet playing the piano, man. Then I heard him singing. I said, that's thought Marcos Brunet. No, I'm only kidding, man. I'm only messing with you, man. Raise your hand for a moment. Father, I I just bless these people. I bless this place. This is a place of refuge, a place of new beginnings, of restoration. This is a place where we can escape to and find you and find a new future. I bless this place. I bless the leadership and the pastors. I bless everybody that walks through them doors. And I believe, God, that this place is here to stay. Even though at times the process is hard and difficult, you have chosen this place for us. You have chosen this place to grow, to nurture us, to try us, to process us, and to bring out the best in us. So we in turn say, God, Let your peace be in this place. Let your blessing be here. And you can send eternal life to this place. We will do what you have told us to do, Lord. And we will be blessed for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.